Welcome back to It's Actually Good, a podcast about 10 teams, one ring, and some extremely powerful brains. I am your host, Alex Goldberg, alongside my esteemed colleague, wife guy, Will, and our engineer and co-host, Nick, a.k.a. Neck Moron. Uh, We haven't done an episode in a little bit, so just an important reminder, an important disclaimer right at the top, once again, If you are listening to this podcast and you are not either a member of this league or somebody who happens to be an intimate partner of one of the people in this league, we cannot recommend enough. Turn this podcast off on whatever device you're listening to. Abandon that device probably in a field somewhere for wild animals to graze on it. Or uh, I don't know, you can wrap it in like some meat or something to maybe attract said wild animals. And then you might want to consider, you know, destroying the field entirely to really make sure that it's gone. Fellas, how are we doing today? I'm doing okay. I think that I'm kind of dealing with some of the same stuff you guys are, which is part of the reason we haven't had a uh, episode in a while is that we are dealing with the the fallout from the newfound fame that we are all finding. Yeah, uh, from it. that's true. You know, number one on the sports charts on Spotify. That's something we didn't expect, obviously. What an honor. Yeah. Um, We've all, I mean, obviously you guys have probably already heard our appearance on the Bill Simmons podcast. Um, Uh, We love Bill. Great guy, friend of the show. I, yep. Uh, Ryan Russillo, amazing guy. We went out drinking with him. You know, what Um, was, what was funny about talking with Ryan is he really went into a lot of detail about kind of every decision that he's made in his life and whether it was a good one or a bad one. That was a really enlightening experience. Yeah. Yeah. I remember kind of tripping and he was talking to me about the shade of white that he chose for his bathroom. He said, see that that's eggshell. And then we just (laughs) stared at a blank wall for about 15 minutes together. It kind of ruled. Yeah. That's actually what I've, I've heard described as the most engaging 15 minutes that anyone could spend with Ryan Rosillo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I so, think there's a chance. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, beyond that, I mean, it's been, it's been pretty good. I mean, should we just go right into it, right into life around the league? We may as well get into life around the league. All right, Nick, start us off. Thanks, King. My life around the league, I've been hard at work, not earning money, but working. I submitted my first paper to an academic journal as the lead author. King. Yeah. Yeah. Cheering. Yeah. And I followed that up today by getting a COVID booster. And I'm mixing and matching. I'm swanging off that Moderna and Pfizer cocktail. That's a double feeling to me. Bad. I'm feeling bad, <laughs> folks. I don't really? feel well, but I still endorse it as a public health approach. So, uh, what are you feeling? Give me, give me the lowdown on the symptoms. Yeah, play by play. I have a an eye strain headache without actually inducing it from eye strain. You know that like right behind the brow type headache. I took like six ibuprofen, so it's going away, but. I have that, and then I just had some general fatigue. Uh, nothing really too actually serious in terms of reaction. And it was actually kind of nice. I went to a local college, and there was like a satellite facility, and it was the Navy that was running it, and they were doing a really good job. So I was like, all right, Navy, doing a thing, doing a thing that is actually contributing. I appreciate this. Oh, I 
so you told me earlier that your vaccine site was run by the Navy, but I thought you were referencing the popular meme. Um, you know, she run that McDonald's like the Navy showing, <laughs> showing a picture of a um, homely woman, uh, <laughs> a homely stern woman um, who we are meant to infer is a McDonald's manager. Um, so I, I, I thought that you were just saying it was it was well run and possibly by a severe lady, but it was the actual naval service. Guys, so you thing... assumed that I had not only seen the same meme as you, which I have not seen yet, but that I had seen it, incorporated it, and even though we hadn't discussed it, I was now deploying it secondhand in our lexicon as shorthand to give you a better picture of what was going on in my life. Yes. Guys, Guys, uh, okay, that makes sense. I have to say, you know, uh, speaking of Will's homely woman comment, we forgot to mention that one of the reasons that we're you know, skyrocketing fame is, of course, because uh, our female audience outreach is going so much better than planned. I mean, it ladies, really, ladies, it, whoa. It, really couldn't, it couldn't be going better. Uh, I think Sarah coming on the last episode, that really kind of changed. That was an inflection point for us. I hate to say it, but I've become forbidden fruit. <laughs> yeah i mean so it's i think that the there's ladies out there that are like well we need to see if we can steal him away from right. sarah right what what better way to do that than to listen to his podcast and this is something that ryan talked about <laughs> that's true yeah you know i think considering <laughs> considering that barstool sports is just bleeding uh you know but like left and right losing female listeners it's natural that they would come to a better and smarter podcast so mm. you know well, anyway call him daddy <laughs> god anyway no, I, got, I got it i got yeah, it That's everything's fine. fine it's all good nick anything else you want to share from life around the league or nothing for me i want to hear from you all right. Sounds good. I can do that. So uh, Thanksgiving break starts tomorrow. Thank God. It's honestly been an insane week and a half or so uh, in terms of work, in terms of projects and grading piling up. Uh, students are just falling out left and right. It's it's complete shit show. I think the week and a half before Thanksgiving break, everybody just collectively decides to give up at the same time. Uh, and that's really great for me, you know, trying to jam in like two more projects into this class to see everybody just like punt. So uh, no, that's that's not true though. My students did a really good job today. They mustered what remaining strength they had for one final push before they kind of rolled into the break. So good what job. Kind of mustard. You son of a bitch. <laughs> um, it was spicy, spicy beer. It was good, but this this whole week and a half has been very busy. Additionally, you know, Divine Sweater shows are moving along without a hitch. We had a show last week at Amherst College, which went really well. We've got two more coming in early December. Uh, and the big kind of milestone is that we have officially hit 100,000 monthly listeners, which is pretty cool. That's wow. Actual, that's actual numbers, folks. Are you guys a college band? We would like to be a college band. That's where a lot of people who like to kind of listen to music like ours live. So that would be good. Afro Man spent two and a half decades performing at colleges. And Afro Man is remembered by an entire generation of people as a result. 
let's see what else is going on uh the celtics are causing me physical pain but what else is new i just i really need jalen brown to come back guys because this team is an incredible thing which is which is to become a a somewhat significant celtics podcaster at the very beginning of the worst period in the franchise's history perhaps yeah this well so i'm not going to get that hyperbolic we do have some good players. <laughs> it, the thing is, this team without Jalen Brown is not only not good, it's really not fun to watch. He's like by far the coolest oh. and most interesting player on the team. And for him to not be there really sucks. So I would love for Jalen to come back. Hopefully that will resolve some of my Celtics angst. Mm. As the so, owner of a as the owner of a Jason Tatum jersey, I'm finding this season distressing. He's like he's good. He's playing well, but he's not doing what I hoped he would do in terms of taking a next step. Uh, and his mentality and what he brings to the team on the floor in terms of confidence and game script sense, like Luca seems much further along in terms of, you know, he's he's got his issues. He's drinking four gallons of Mountain Dew and he's wildly out of shape. <laughs> um, but, and, but he takes a moon ball three and he cans it, you know, like yeah. it wins the game. And he just sort of has a sense of the moment yeah, no. I feel like Tatum is still struggling to to grasp, and it, it has to do, I think, partially with his slow start. And uh, you've mentioned before his discomfort with the, some of the additional weight that he put on could be an issue yeah. or something. But I, I don't I know. It, the vibes feel feel terrible. I agree with Will. This team, regardless of there being five hundred, feels worse to root for than like the Jordan Crawford uh, Celtics. And you know what? I think that the person that we need to come back, it's not Jalen. It's the dang Riffs man. Get the dang Riffs man back. The Riffs man has left us in the dark. Um, And I love the Riffs man. I totally understand why he had to do what he did in many ways. Twitter did not deserve. Yeah. Celtics Twitter did not deserve the Riffs man. But this is the darkest hour, Riffs man. And we do need you. That being said, hopefully they can kind of turn it around. Uh, I, I will say, you know, the Tube and I watched the game where they blew a 19-point lead against the Cavs together. And that was that was a tough experience for both of us. Annabelle and Liv, who we both love dearly, were like sitting off to the side and like talking as normal people were and just like about their lives and various other things that are going on. Slowly watching myself and Evan just kind of melt into it collective puddles of misery and dejectedness it was it was a strange experience worth mentioning uh johnny smith has just gotten a 15 yard completion oh my uh, well and uh, uh ramondre stevenson ran for a very long game so in the league that i am starting damian harris i'm screaming <laughs> i'm a little happier that I am not doing it in this in this league. Ramondre, we'll, we'll talk about Ramondre a little bit later. Ramondre, that's a reference to season one of uh, of Project Runway. By the mm. way, I see. I believe season one I just referenced Ramondre. There's Will, a guy named Andre. Will, uh, you want to take us through your life around the league? Yeah, life around the league. Been watching Project Runway season one. No, um, <laughs> it's been a quiet week. Um, on your mustard point, trying out a new mustard. Uh, I believe it's mustard. I'm, 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 I'm looking to, I'm looking in the fridge right now via a beaver, beaver mustard, jalapeno mustard. Very good. Be- beaver some, mustard. Sorry. Can, just, with some Cajun, uh, 
with some Cajun turkey. Ooh, putting, some Swiss putting on, cheese. Putting on my blue light glasses to just analyze this a little bit more. Continue. Yeah, I like it. So it's been uh, it's that's been the sandwich of the 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 mustard for the, my sandwiches of choice this uh, this current time, also known as this week. Um, obviously, I've been. We've had a lot of calls with Ryan. We've been, we've been. I think we're going to pitch a show to Hulu. So yeah, and I. But that's just, it's just kind of like us hanging out and, and just taking on the whatever's going on in the week in the news. It's like, um, kind of like Bill Maher, but like less political. You know what I mean? But yeah, for me, it's been it's been a quiet week. I've been um, hanging out, getting ready for. Uh, we got a friendsgiving coming up. And actually, I wanted to run this by you. Um, we're making mashed potatoes. One, with a potato ricer, the best way to do it. But two, what is your preferred way to prep? Because we're going with a recipe that has russets, milk, butter, and sour cream. Soured cream. Any thoughts? I'm not opposed to soured cream in the mashed potato prep. I think it's pretty good. And in general, I think sour cream is an underrated ingredient for a lot of things. So... I'm down. Turns it almost into like a baked potato or a potato skin type situation. Um, I have just received breaking news. The sale of Christian McCaffrey by a three and seven team for $20 of draft cash plus $3 if McCaffrey is a top five running back for the rest of the season. $3 if the recipient wins the regular season and $3 if the recipient wins the championship. So a massive draft cash fire sale for the ostensible top running back in the league to secure the top position for a team that already last season tanked to load up on $225. So now almost a $250 budget pushed into this one season. I'm not, I don't know if I fully understand because like a trading draft cash, I feel like only makes sense if there are keepers and it doesn't seem like there are keepers in your league. No, there are not. This is um, this seems like a broken system that has departed from the meaningful construction of a single season roster without actually adhering to the checks and balances of keeper league. Yeah, this is um, I'm going to go ahead and say it. This is fucked up to me. Yeah, I think this renders the season illegitimate. Yeah. And of course, look. And could I say that without catching a river of shit? Absolutely not. You can, um, I mean, you can, what you can do is, I mean, obviously they all listen, so you can wait until they hear on here. I mean, we're, I would say we are to an extent influencers in the fantasy football space now. I think a lot of people will have opinions on this. I think they're going to see some, maybe some blowback from social media and they'll reconsider. Yeah. I'm going to have to bring the full force of my clout and toxic troll farm down to bear on this issue. I think we call them, we've, we've decided to call them the IAGs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the IAGs are going to have something to say about this. Great. Well, thanks very much, folks, for another edition of Life Around the League. As you know, it is actually good. So let's see. Um, We've got some news to get into. We've got a game to get into. We've got a special guest to bring on the pod. All of this is coming your way. Fellas, what do we want to jump into first here? I think we should bring up the fact that I was like, yeah, I've got the best team in the league. And uh, actually, um, I've lost two games in a row. Very much in uh, in danger of losing the crown of the G division. It's it's not been a good two weeks for me, and I want to kill myself. You and me both, brother. Not to overreact. Clinging to a playoff berth. Not even. I'm out of the playoffs entirely, as it stands right now. Which is bad. 
was this will the product of leaving points on your bench or really just Aaron Jones got injured. Right. And then AJ Dillon. Yeah. Uh, it's just that the league has been fucky two weeks ago. The league was super fucky, like just in terms of who had good weeks and who didn't like I'm saying the NFL. And then last week, I think I was, I was simply outpointed. I, I mean, I didn't even do that bad. Obviously AJ Dillon on the bench hurt. Uh, Mark Ingram on the bench hurt. It was it's it's it wasn't a good time. Losing in fantasy really just ruins your week, man. It's it's the worst. It's you feel dumb. Yeah, I mean, well, I can speak to that as well because you know I've also lost two games in a row. I'm now down to four and six, which is really in a dangerous place. And I have lost two games in a row, I think almost exclusively through managerial error, just like leaving good players on my bench, starting the wrong guys. I, I, guys, I started Daniel Jones in a fantasy football game and, you know, that was a horrible decision and I knew it was a horrible decision at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who would but, ever do something like that? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I, I knew say looking a- at Tua in my QB position right now in our well, league. I think I'm a two a believer. Oh God. I, you know, I started him one week. He was good. Yeah. You, you got the one good two a week. Congratulations. (laughs) I mean, they throw the ball. Who knows? Well, I think, I think who knows is actually kind of the general ethos because, you know, to your point about like, is the NFL kind of fucky right now? It is for sure. I don't think that any team has kind of separated themselves as like, we are the good team. We are the team that is clearly going to win it all. Like, even my beloved Tennessee Titans, who are in at it, off to an insane start, they're like seven eight and two. two. They're eight and two, two right now. Eight they're a, they're cruising. They're absolutely dominating the AFC South. And are I we, haven't. Are we sure the Titans are good? Well, but that's the thing. Like I haven't even for a moment since Derrick Henry went down, thoughts like this team is going to win the Super Bowl. But they're winning games. They keep winning games, and like this is this is just what's happening. You know, the Titans are very good at winning games. Without Derrick Henry, they now lack really many standout position skill players. But their overall team and the concept of the team is very conducive to winning. I mean, Mike Rabel, I think, really wants to cut his dick off is the lesson that we can <laughs> so learn here. Is it is it that he would cut his dick off? Yes. If they I, won? Or is it that it's, it, or uh, is it's it, it, he would do it in order to win or he will do it if they do? No, it's he would do it in order to not win, but just get to the Super Bowl, to be clear. So like Mike, Mike will cut off his dick if he gets into the big game, even if the Titans get shellacked wow. like 48 to 3. I mean, <laughs> that's um especially given the fact that the titans are used to being a couple inches short in the super bowl that's <sighs> that's worrying for him he had to do that no that's fine it was a good joke i think it was good yeah i'm sure you do i'm 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 sure sitting on six well constructed 20 year dynasty i'm sure you're feeling good about that (laughs) Mm -hmm. well look you guys are eight and two we're six and four we're currently in a pitched battle with the friggin friggin atlanta falcons so the Patriots are rolling right now, and they're probably the toughest team left on the Titans' schedule. And what's going to be, I think, a really interesting matchup two weeks from now. Worth mentioning, the Patriots' schedule is very unfriendly after this week. I believe it goes Bills, Titans, Bills again, then Miami, Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and some other good team. I mean, I don't know. Mac Jones. It's it's a little it's a little spooky. Mac Jones. Yeah. We need Mac, Mac Jones. Jones and Mac Jones. 
he, he's doing it. He's doing the thing. Meanwhile, the Chiefs are back. They're six and four. They're going to be perfectly fine. Only would have seen the Chiefs are back. Yeah. They're going to be fine. They're going to make the playoffs. And Mahomes, what did Mahomes have like 400 yards and five touchdowns or something last week? He looked great. But a lot, I mean, they, part of it was they just finally were willing to take plays underneath. Kelsey had five or six dump off screens where he just ran behind a group of blockers into that cover two soft uh, zone defense. And they just carved him up that way, which I don't know why they didn't think of that like immediately. But they finally started doing that. And it's true. Paid, you know, paid a huge dividend. You know, the Chiefs really should have thought of playing the Raiders earlier. I think that's definitely <laughs> that's a real thing. <laughs> true. Apparently, Kelsey, I saw some stats. He does own the Raiders. He has a ridiculous record against them and puts up 100 yards almost every time they go to square off. The AFC West is chaos right now. Uh, the worst team is Denver at five and five. Anybody could win that division. It really is nuts. The Chiefs will win that division. Many of them could, theoretically. In the NFC, let's see. Um, Aaron Rodgers' COVID, I guess, has made him stronger. And, you know, he's immunized. So that's good. But Packers are rolling. Uh, Bucks? He's the best player, right? Aaron? Probably. I mean, he won MVP last year. I think Derrick Henry is actually the best player until he got hurt. But well, I'm yeah, also... I mean that's obvious. But also, he's a running back. Let's be real. I mean, that's true. But he is what? How? What? Uh, just out of interest, what happened in the game where Aaron Rodgers was not available? They um, lost horribly. What, they what's happened in every right. game since Derrick Henry <laughs> got replaced? That you know, that's a fair point. Will uh, you make it, you make a reasonable argument there? I can't disagree with that i do think that uh dick henry should have won MVP. undefeated the tennessee titans are without derrick henry it's a very soft undefeated having watched these games the titans were begging to lose to the saints last week and didn't <laughs> no they don't even though they make mistakes yeah, I mean, also against the Bills, that's another game that the Titans won. One possession changes, and the Titans lose that game. But they keep on hitting at the blackjack table, so I guess you got to stay, right? You just got to keep on rocking. Speaking of the Saints, NFC South is pretty tight right now. Uh, Tampa is kind of fading. They're doing a little midseason slump. I think they'll be fine by the playoffs. Although Antonio Brown did, I guess, pay a lot of money to get a fake vaccine card, which is... Yeah, I saw that. That, that right. is, of course, a fascinating decision, given that the actual vaccine is uh, free and he could have just gotten it. But, but committing elaborate fraud, that's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Antonio Brown. What a guy. Yeah, the Falcons are somehow like still alive in this thing, which is very dumb because Matt Ryan is just objectively terrible. But here we are. What's cool about Matt Ryan to me is that he's incredibly bad every game that I do start him and just like a world beater every game that I leave him on my bench. Like I leave Matt Ryan on my bench and it's just like 35 points. Cool. Thanks, Matt. Love that. <laughs> uh, any other big actual football news that we want to cover? Or do we want to get into not actual football? The less football, the better. <laughs> yeah, that's probably fair. I'd say we take a break now. All right. And make it happen. I need a. I've been wildly just... tilted by this trade. So no. yeah. you ju you're just blind with rage right now. I'm bummed. I'm bummed <laughs> out because I really feel like it invalidates the season. And I just said so on the chat. And the commissioner who made the trade 
the set of the fire sale trade responded and said he that he basically agrees and has brought this framework up for vote multiple times because of that but in response to the exigencies of the season felt compelled to act within the framework and do this i thought that his cameron i thought his desire to maintain the integrity of the institution would supersede the self-interest of fire selling his team and functionally you feel- ending this year's campaign. And yet he is Justice John Roberts up in this bitch. He has absolutely <laughs> abdicated his commissionatorial responsibility, I think, to uphold the ethos of a competitive league. Have you, have you considered- It's borderline impeachable, frankly. Have you considered- Not that anyone else would do it. Have you considered that you bear some of the blame for beating Cameron last week? Yes, I beat him twice this season and caused this outcome. And indeed, also Damian Harris is with the best running back alive. I'm going to kill myself. So you're saying that the commissioner is on no uncertain terms mansioning this league? We are losing our friend Ryan uh, Russillo right now with all this talk. So we should we should try to keep it together, guys. Oh, my God. Um, I saw David Harvey's capital in Ryan Russillo's bathroom. Okay, okay, okay. He's just... <laughs> mm, uh, and an unrelated note, uh, our, our sponsor for this week's podcast is the University of Austin. <laughs> that's correct all that's right correct let's take that's a break it. and we'll be back with more it's actually good it is actually good <laughs> you know they say i'll never sleep right they say i'll never sleep this we ain't got number one written all over this is number one baby so let me go and play with it again real quick yeah, please play with it again it's been labeled as being called Plies at his finest. This is Plies at his finest. But I'm finna fall back right now because uh, I don't ever do this part right here. <laughs> hey guys. Whoa. What's good? Whoa. It's, it's actually good. Incredible. So, I'm so thrilled to be on It's Actually Good. I never, I didn't know if I was going to be on or not. Well, in fairness, Ari, you have actually been on before. Obviously, you know, the car muffler was not the best way to hear you, but I'm glad that, you know, we've managed to get you out of that situation, that you're you're here, you're speaking loud, clear, no cars in sight, and uh, we're ready to get rolling here. Cool. This is uh, this is uh, another chance to introduce our guest. Uh, we're thrilled to welcome the wife guy's wife, Miss Ari herself, here making her first scheduled actual appearance on it's actually good all right welcome how are you doing do you have any thoughts that you want to kind of throw out to the world i'm doing good i'm tired because uh i'm a teaching assistant at uc Irvine. and yeah all right really quick i was just going to interject and ask do you have an identity that is not established in relation to a man or is that most of what's going on please go ahead yes Right, right, right. So I'm known as husband lady in the league. <laughs> yes, that's my pseudonym. I said it as that and I never changed it. But yes, I, I also, believe it or not, am a PhD in environmental engineering at UC Irvine where I teach. Oh, I see. Well, sorry, I'm a PhD student. I'm not even a candidate yet because I haven't like taken my qualifying yet. So I'm oh, like, I'm sorry. On my, I'm on my way up there. So you're, yeah, you're not a candidate. You're, you're not a candidate in the same way that like Beto O'Rourke is definitely not a candidate for president, right? Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. It's the same exact thing. You really took that in stride. Full Beto comp. It's the sign of real emotional health. 
No, so that's fascinating. I, it's my understanding that part of what your environmental engineering focuses on climate vulnerability zones. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. It's basically the question we're asking is what is the impact of wildfires on flood risk? And especially in areas in Southern California that are protected by the certain type of flood infrastructure. And that's like the piece that hasn't been looked at before. How does the engineered flood infrastructure interact with the wildfire and the rain? So uh, Ari, obviously, you know, we've got a big new infrastructure bill that just got passed through Congress, uh, signed by the president and uh, is now being, you know, implemented by uh, Secretary Mayor Pete. And uh, I guess my question to you is, do you have, uh, as a PhD, not candidate or almost candidate, uh, do you have some advice for Secretary Mayor Pete on the infrastructure needed to prevent fire and flooding at the same time? We're thinking what, like what, what big, big slab of concrete, like what's going on? Yeah, yeah. So essentially we're thinking about Southern California communities where you have kind of like a mountain canyon that's susceptible to wildfire. So just imagine like this steep mountain canyon and when it burns, most of the vegetation is gone, right? So no like trees or shrubs with roots holding the soil in. So then imagine like a big storm comes over and washes a lot of that loose sediment into the stream flow. The type of infrastructure that captures that kind of sediment laden muddy flow is called a debris basin. And like they use this in Southern California, also Arizona, New Mexico, like, you know, like your Southwestern climates. So like the idea though, is to capture all of the sediment and tree trunks and debris, and then allow the water, only the water to flow into this flood control channel that flows past our communities. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be surprised if Mayor, what'd you say, Secretary Mayor? So it's Secretary gonna... Mayor, I believe that's his former his formal position. Okay. So Secretary Mayor Pete would probably have no idea about this because it's pretty like regional. But what we're concerned about is that a lot of these debris basins were built in the 1950s or 60s. So they're old and they might be undersized, especially when you consider the fact that wildfire frequencies are increasing. And basically more frequent and more severe burns can lead to more sediment and like debris coming off the mountain canyon, filling up the debris basin faster. And when the debris basin is full, it allows like that muddy slurry to go into the flood control channel near people's homes and like fit, like basically overflow. And that's how the floods happen. I'm taking away from this is that Russell Westbrook is not the only old and undersized thing in California these days. Yeah, Ari, I really appreciate the way you're just pushing through our tone with the utmost sincerity and actually educating our audience with content that has intellectual. Can you not rigor. talk about my dick that way, please? <laughs> I had another question, which is that's in reference, can, by the way, to, to what Alex said about something being old and undersized. No, I, no I, we I got it. We all we got, got it. Everybody got it. Uh, Ari, if you could build one giant size object to help out Southern California, what do you think that would be? Like an enormous wrench? I'm talking visible from space, giant wrench, um, sunbrella. Um, these are just pitches, but what do you what do you think would in terms of a physical thing to help with the climate? Is there something we can build physically to stop this? I I love the pitches. Um, 
a giant wrench would be pretty amazing. Uh, I think <laughs> I, I like the idea of a giant wrench for no reason other than you could see it from space and it looks cool. I honestly, it would be cool. Uh, I think to, you know how, you know, everyone knows the Hollywood sign up in the hills there. It'd be cool if we had uh, a similar sign, but it said something kind of like, um, I mean, I'm trying to think. You all 1. are 1.5 C is still possible in giant burning bright neon letters. What do you think? Yeah, may- or maybe the letters could be perpetually on fire. <laughs> yeah. It's somebody's job is to go out there and douse it with gasoline and light it every day. I have a thought. Um, huge things that could solve climate change that could specifically tailor to these uh issues that we're talking about. Folks, huge bucket. Just a really, oh, really good, a really big bucket to catch all the flood water that you could subsequently dump on the fires. You just need like forty helicopters to pick it up and then just drop it. I, I think big. Well, I mean, if you need somebody to get a huge bucket, then we maybe we, we gotta give Russ a call. In fact, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, he's got a, he's had a history Very of good. getting huge buckets. <laughs> great yeah, point great. all right so what we could take away from this is the best thing standing between us and the climate apocalypse is russell westbrook <laughs> i think that there's something that we should also bring up which is that ari doesn't watch football or did prior to this season and yet drafted what what many believe to have been the best team in the league the best roster in the league at least mm. Ari, can you give us some insight into your process how you handle your team what what's gotten you to this point in, uh, in not don't don't talk about what's gotten to you th- to this point in your life because then uh, nobody wants to hear that <laughs> where you're where you're in your mm. husband's fantasy league. But uh, what's gotten to you this point in the season where you're very much in contention? Yeah, I'm going to actually rephrase that question uh, in a way that I think is maybe a little bit more approachable to our listeners, specifically maybe some of us who put a lot of thought and care into our fantasy football uh, drafting and watch a lot of football. Uh, Ari, who do you think you are? I'm so excited. (laughs) I was really waiting for that question. Um, So I literally watched a video that was called like football for beginners before starting this, uh, before joining the league. And, um, and I remember Will being like, Hey, it would be really fun if you were in our fantasy football league. And I was like, why would I do that? And he was like, I'll pay for you to be. (laughs) And I was like, well, take up a lot of time. He's like, no, it'll be really fun. Just do it. Join it. I was like, okay. I mean, it it sounds like a fun game. (laughs) And then, so like, I, I know very little about football, the sport. I did learn some stuff though. I learned all the positions uh, I learned how I finally learned what a down is. That was that was really interesting to me. No, but I think my whole approach is kind of similar to it's analogous to how climate modelers, like instead of relying on one model of the climate, will look at an ensemble of models and like take the the average or like the aggregate. And what I what I do is I go to the ECR, you know list of all the experts can you explain what ecr means is it expert something ranking i don't know what the c is that's how locked in she is folks (laughs) super locked in damn truly just results oriented i I believe the c is consensus oh 
Perfect. Yes, that makes total sense. So like I, uh, well, I mean, I am working on a model that's like a stochastic flood risk model. So I get like probabilities, I get risk. All I'm doing is minimizing the risk of my guys. And I also really like some of them have fun names too. So, um, <laughs> so ECR and the ones with fun names. And also every once in a while, you know, like I'll learn something from the opinions of like you guys. And then I'll take that into account as well. She's saying she's a listener. <laughs> I think that is a remarkably parsimonious approach to fantasy football that minimizes the stake of your emotional well-being that you're placing on the table and is potentially a model approach for some members of this league. Not me. I'm winning. So I don't have to change anything. But for other people who are doing, let's say, worse, that could be something to consider. Yeah, like me. Will looks so upset. I'm going to kill myself, guys. This is the third time I've said it in this, <laughs> this one episode. First time you said it with your wife on the call, though. So that, that's a big step. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. We, <laughs> I'm used to hearing that from him, but he's fine. It's a good phrase to just sort of tune out. Yeah. And yeah, to that's normalize. A good place. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's exactly. good. Anyway. It is actually good. It is, it's actually, it's actually good really good. It. <laughs> Azir, do we have a game that uh, perhaps... Oh, yeah, I would love to play a game. Sorry, be- well, before we do that, uh, I just I just have to ask, all right, how do you feel being married to the vizier? What's going on true. there? What's going true. on emotionally? Yeah. <laughs> um, Every time I hear the word vizier, I just picture like Jafar in a dark corner, which That's is good. like, That's close. right. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like he has a lot of opinions about sports. And one of my favorite things is like me being the least possible emotionally invested and him like flipping out when something happens sports wise. No. I mean, <laughs> not our will. Crazy. I'm a normal guy. <laughs> So this, this has been way more fun than I thought. It's fun to watch the games and I get excited when one of my guys like scores points, but then Will will be like devastated if something bad happens and it's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds really fun. Well, it's we're so much fun, guys. Ari, we're glad <laughs> you're having fun. We're glad that you're a part yeah. of this. Yeah, game. exactly. I, I, on that note, I think we should move on to Well, my segment. question is, do we do the game segment before um, our, our other famous segment? Uh, yes, we do have another famous segment. I will, I will lead us off then. All right. And I'm very interested in what Ari's thoughts are on this. My, my take is that so far... Uh, Hunter Henry, we, we talked about him earlier. Hunter Henry has been, you know, going nutso scoring touchdowns. But who I actually think is going to be scoring more touchdowns is Jacoby Myers. He scored his first of his uh, first of the season, first of his career last week. I think that Jacoby Myers, as this offense opens up a little bit, they get a little bit more trust. He will score in the remaining, what, how many times is there left in the season? He'll score four touchdowns. In that time, and four in, touchdowns between until week seventeen. So yes, that's including this week, the next, the next uh, seven games, games, including including this one, or seven including this game, and yeah. um, and I say that, and I, that will make him, in my opinion, a top thirty wide receiver for the remainder of the season. 
I think that's a PP take for me. Well, uh, the Pats offense is cooking right now. They're looking really good. Mac Jones seems to have really found his Mac rhythm Jones. as a Mac Jones. They're going up against some good teams with some bad secondaries. Uh, I think Jacoby Myers will almost certainly have a touchdown against my beloved Titans. And, you know, I think the Pats offense is in a really good place right now. I think their defense gets enough stops that Mac Jones has multiple opportunities to throw to different guys. Uh, so I think that's a, that's a PP take for me. Well, you know, to me, this is kind of pee poo. I'm stuck in the middle wow. with you. Because I think Kendrick Bourne all, could actually know, be that guy. We do know it is hard to poo without peeing. Almost impossible. Yeah. But I think Kendrick Bourne could be the guy that you're describing as the deep threat of the Patriots wow. offense, whereas Jacoby Myers is going to continue to get middle of the field work as a possession receiver. And I think if Janu and Henry are both on the field, they've been peppered in the red zone. And Mac Jones has a preference for big body targets at this stage of his career, rather than throwing, you know, fades and things like that to wide receivers in the corner. So I, I don't know. I, I guess I, if I had to pick one, I'm coming down to poo on that take. All right. So I lost the app on my phone that tells me the relative rankings of all the players. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've been looking that up for the past three minutes while everyone's been talking. So all I can say is uh, I know Johnny Smith. I had Johnny Smith for a brief time and I liked him. So I literally cannot comment on either of the two players that you mentioned. Just say, just say it, just say it. Oh, um, PP. Wow. All right. That's two P's, one P's. P's take it. P's take one, two PP's, one P-poo. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I gave I, it a poo-poo. Yeah. Oh, 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 it was a poo-poo. Yeah. Okay. I came down poo-poo. Okay. All right. I guess I'll lead off then for my PP or poo poo of the week with somebody on my team, just because, you know, I think, I think that's given, given that I have nothing prepared, I should just go off of gut reactions to how my own team is doing. Um, guys, I have a really big problem, which is that Russell Wilson looked very bad last week. Uh, mm, he looked, not good. he looked extremely unprepared for what is honestly a pretty mid Packers defense. He didn't look healthy. He looked out of rhythm. And the big problem with this is not just that he had a really bad game. It's that that bad game was consequential in putting the Seahawks even further down in the playoff chase to the point where I am deeply concerned that if the Seahawks lose like one to two more games, which I think they probably will, that uh, they might just shut Russell Wilson down for the year and call this a lost season. So I guess my pee pee or poo poo for this week as it's concerned is there's a real chance that if the Seahawks don't win their next two games outright, uh, that Russell Wilson is going to fall out of being like even a top 20 quarterback option for the remainder of the season. Wow. Because they bench him or just... Uh, Be- because yeah. of, of a, of a Mac mix of poor performance, bad circumstance, and frankly, the fact that Russ and the Seahawks might be headed for a parting in the offseason. So you said if he plays poorly this week, then... Basically. Then or or really, even if the Seahawks lose this week, basically, regardless of whether he plays poorly or not. Will, do you have a take on this? I'm still torn. I think it's it's too early 
um, I would need to see a disastrous performance and feel the bad vibes before I was willing to give this a full PP. I, top 20, you're talking like Russell Wilson, worse than Carson Wentz, uh, worse than Daniel yeah, this Jones. Is, this is, I'll just, I'll just say like, poo-poo. Like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the only situation he'll, he'll is if they them. shut him down for the season for whatever reason, which they won't. And he he throw he throw the ball. I uh, mean, he's just tossing it up there. Tyler Lockett's running underneath it. It's it's fine. He'll be fine. He'll be a top <laughs> guy. <laughs> poo poo. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was compelling analysis. It's fine. I agree. Yeah, it's got to be a poo poo. I think. Ari, do you, what do you think? I have looked him up on Sleeper, and he is 95% rostered. Based on that data, I say poo-poo. All right. From your three lips to God's ears. Let's well, and that's and as we know, that is the triple poo-poo. It's all brown. We need to flush it down. All right. Um, I, I hope I hope for all of our sakes that that's correct. I really do. Wow. Usually <laughs> we save the triple poo-poo for Nick when he says something correct. <laughs> that's my favorite part honestly is it, it's always wrong oh, nick go ahead so um my ppr for the week uh, has to do with the jacksonville jaguars tight end dan arnold you may or may not have heard of dan arnold because why would you be watching the jaguars and yes it's true trevor lawrence has looked genuinely not very good worse than mac jones, mac jones. and worse than even zach wilson or I guess Mike White is not a rookie, but he's new to me. But Dan Arnold has at least five receptions across his last four games. He's averaging 60 yards a game over those contests. And he is the leading receiver. And I think he is shaping up to be a high floor tight end one who can potentially start to deliver, wow. uh, you know, he's in a bad offense, doesn't score a lot, but he can potentially start to deliver some scores on top of his yardage floor and finish the season as a top six tight end, booting out the much vaunted Mike Kosicki, a feature of a previous peeper poo-poo uh, whose virtues were extolled by the vizier, uh, cunningly, as we all know. But that is my peeper poo-poo for this week. How do you all feel? I'm going to lead off by saying not poo-poo, but muth-muth, because you've picked the wrong late-breaking tight end to enter the top six, my friend, when indeed Pat Fryermuth of the Pittsburgh Steelers is a bigger target hog, is a better red zone target, and is has a more noodle-armed quarterback throwing to him. He's going to get all the targets. Pat Fryermuth will be the one who is entering this high, the, the, uh, the Mount Olympus of, of, uh, of tight, not, not Dan Arnold, the, the Pantheon. I don't know. The Pantheon of tight end. Yeah. Poo poo. This is really hard for me. You know, on the one hand, Dan Arnold is on the Jacksonville Jaguars, which immediately takes me into poo-poo territory just by virtue of being on the Jags. Yeah. So it's a really dangerous place. Um, Jacksonville, you know, that's a that's a team that some games they're just we're we're three points. Three points is what we're doing. Uh, and, <laughs> and that's a tough place to be. So it's kind of hard for me to put him in the top six at the same time. I do think Dan Arnold is a really elite generic tight end <laughs> name. It's so like, funny. 
if if I had to think like, so I think of like other tight ends who have kind of had late breaking runs to this like top five or six finish. Uh, a lot of the names, you know, Dan Arnold, maybe Jack Doyle. That's another great example. Dan Arnold. <laughs> uh, you know, and I, I just think that he does have a really good tight end name, but he is on the Jags. I don't know. I think I have to give this a peepoo. I don't think I can go either way. I think that it's compelling data points in either direction. So we're on. Can the we actually sit on a peepoo though? <laughs> no, we can't filibuster. Uh, fine. All right. If that's if we're gonna be that. Him is not peepee or peepoo. Yeah. Okay. Fine. If we're gonna be that way, then I think I have to go. Tight end six. I, I have to go poo-poo just because there's too much liability with the Jags offense. There's too much like the Jags just kick three field goals or get completely shut out or don't score a touchdown at any point. Uh, we also have no idea what's going on with whether Urban Meyer is going to be there for very long. That might actually help the Jags offense, frankly, if he gets fired. And they can't block. They can't run. I just... Uh, I just don't see it. I don't see the touchdowns being there. I'm not, I'm not sure, but he does have a great tight end name. So there's, there's a chance. All right, please finish. I agree. I agree. Wow. No, well, no, I I, actually, I was agreeing to that. Dan Arnold is a great tight end name. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and (laughs) um, my tight end is named Dallas Goddard. And I think that's also a good, like white guy name, but Here's the thing. I found my playbook app by Fantasy Pros. So Okay. <laughs> they have him at 12 right now. So you said 6, right? I did. Uh I don't really see a path forward for that. Also, I'm comparing <laughs> notes on Sleeper which says 50% of people roster him but only 30% start him. Those aren't particularly high. So based on my data-driven approach and also the only thing going for him is his name, I would have to unfortunately say poo-poo. That's you wow. heard it here first. And once uh, again, once again, Nick. Yeah. It's all brown. We need to flush <laughs> it down the triple poo-poo. Unbelievable. Um, this, unbelievable. Well, this only means that I'm correct. Yeah, this, this could be the best possible thing for Dan Arnold's value going Dan forward. Arnold, <laughs> friend of the pod, Dan Arnold. <laughs> Right. That's He's going to have a laugh about this. What a Faustian yeah. bargain. For Obviously, me. we're in it. I mean, that... we're all in group chats with Dan, but um, but we'll we'll just have to get to that later. Anyway, um, so now that we've finished PP or Poo Poo, sponsored by Gaddix, uh, we <laughs> are now going to get to our weekly game, our little trivia game. Oh, yeah. And I thought that um, given that we have a climate scientist with us, it would only be right to do trivia questions about. Uh, the climate, which, as we all know, is the weather. So, um, first of all, I'm not a climate scientist. Okay. Wow. 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 <laughs> the wife guy ruined by his own wife. Hoist yeah, I'm an environmental my own wife. engineer. <laughs> but uh, I guess continue. All right. Environmental engineer, as we all know, what they're trying to engineer, environmental engineering is about weather. And climate... I'm saying this to make me mad, but... No, it's weather. Climate, it's I mean environments. The what is the environment? It's weather, right? So we are gonna do some trivia at the intersection of of the NFL and weather. Hmm. Um, and in order to 
weigh in here, please say your own name to come on in and be given the chance to answer the chancer. The chance to answer. Is that something? Wait, what am I doing? Say when when you want to jump in to answer a question, to be given the chance to answer a question, you have to say your own name and you have to, I guess, say it first or loudest. That's how you ring in is to get the chancer. Nick. Okay, so the first question, which state, which is not home to a football team, has the lowest recorded high temperature at 98 degrees Fahrenheit? Alex. Alex. Maine? is incorrect so this temperature Ari. never recorded Ari Vermont that would be incorrect Ari Nick you've oh. got plenty of time and uh, as we all know the first to five wins um, there is as always that final 15 point question which oftentimes can determine who wins um, <laughs> but yeah you say continental United States I don't believe I said the continental United States I said the United States okay so I am tempted. You all know what I'm tempted to say, mm. but I kind of want to zag it based on my recent life experience. He's going to Bob. He's going to Bob zag it. Oh, I'm going to say Montana. Nick, Nick says Montana and he is wrong. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> no, the correct answer. Hawaii. Hawaii oh, so close. has never had a temperature of over 98 degrees. That is the lowest of any state. Hmm. Although, um, to be honest, I was going to guess Alaska because that's counterintuitive. Oh. Yes. I uh, I guess that you guys just don't understand just how temperate it is in Hawaii. <laughs> it's so nice that it doesn't get too hot. We should we visit? We really should visit. I think we should all visit, guys. We should get there sometime. Well, um, but speaking of temperature, which is basically all that weather and climate and the environment is, um, the coldest NFL game ever played, nicknamed the Freezer Bowl, was played between the San Diego Chargers and the Cincinnati Bengals on January 10th, 1982, uh, reaching a temperature of negative 22.8 degrees Celsius. Celsius Oof. is, of course, named after the scientist Anders Celsius, who hailed from this country. Uh, oh, man. Um, Nick. Nick. Finland. Nick, the cough means you're incorrect. <laughs> Did you just slam the mic into your face? No, I coughed. Yeah, he thought he coughed, but he like <laughs> uh, basically smashed the mic. <laughs> anyway. Two more people that can guess. Who, which... which, uh, which country Anders Celsius is from. Alex. I thought you were lying to you. Alex. Norway? No, that is not the Scandinavian country that Anders Celsius is from. Is there any other guesses perhaps? So here's here's the thing that sucks. I don't know which countries are Scandinavian. Okay. I'm not even going to (laughs) lie. Even countries where people are named Anders. You can't make any sort of guess you wouldn't you won't even you refuse to guess is what you're saying i know i want to guess but i don't think it'll be right okay my my first ari my first guess was sweden ari that is correct ari is on the board ari is leading with one ari currently the most smart person about the environment which of course does mean weather only that only about that and nothing else yeah um alternatively 
the hottest temperature. So the, here's the next question, by the way. The hottest temperature at an NFL game was 109 degrees between the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, wait, is, is Nick, is uh, Alex gone? Alex yeah. is gone. <laughs> Alex is gone. We will hold on. Speak. Hold for Alex. Hold <laughs> for Alex. We're back. Work. We made it. King. What, what, what happened in those five seconds between the text that said not looking good? Um, I, it, it started looking good. I don't know. All right. Excellent. Super right saying yell. Yeah. Right back to the thing. I'm actually going to go to a different question first. Different question first. You thought I was zigging. I'm in fact zagging. The 2001 Miami Hurricanes were one of the most dominant teams in the history of NCAA football, starring future NFL stars such as Ed Reed, Jeremy Shockey, Vince Wilfork, and Sean Taylor. And also Andre Johnson. There were 32 draft picks in all that were on this team, which wow. is insane. They were almost as destructive a force as this 1992 hurricane, which as of 2001 was the costliest hurricane in terms of property damage in American history. Remember, uh, as of Nick. 2001. Nick. Hurricane Rita? Hurricane Rita was far after 2001. No, damn. Wait. Uh, what was it? Uh, no. Can I Damn, ask I you a clarifying question? Yes, you may. Did the hurricane happen in 1992 or 2001? 1992 hurricane, which as of 2001 okay. was the costliest hurricane. Oh, man. Alex, I have no idea. You guys don't know? Alex, I have no idea. I'm going to throw out Hurricane Dave. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good name Alex. for Hurricane Funny enough, Alex, I know you were just guessing. This is so crazy. I know you're just guessing that it was Hurricane Dave, but it's actually not Hurricane Dave. So, <laughs> Ari, is there a guess on your mind? <sighs> so here's the issue is like the one I want to say absolutely happened after 1992. It's not Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> right. <laughs> but... Mm, I'll give all right. I'm opening. I'm opening up everybody to this. To to this again. Oh, actually, Ari, you get another guess, and then I'll give a hint for everybody. I want to guess the name Helen. Is it Hurricane Helen? It is not Hurricane Helen. This is also the name of a disgraced royal. Oh, 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 Nick. Uh, Nick, Alex, Alex, you're muted. You might have you might have been saying your own name, but you were muted, so I couldn't tell. Nick, rip. Wait, is that not fair? No, it is fair. He, he's, in, he's in charge of muting himself during the it's game. It's as fair as it's going to get. <laughs> um, Hurricane Prince Andrew. I'm looking at the judges. The judges say it's fine, but watch yourself. <laughs> All right. So Nick and Ari both have one point here. Now going to the fourth question. This is the one that I began before um, Alex's ignominious departure. Alex, looking mm. like Hassan in the Yep. By the way, a lot of people are saying this. Has anybody ever called you? Uh, I know people call you Mo Sala. Does anybody ever call you Less Sala? Yes, I've gotten <laughs> that one before. Yeah. Wow, it's a good roast. Okay, yeah, you just got fucking wrecked. But Clearly. now prepare yourself to answer this question. So, as opposed to the coldest game we were talking about earlier, the hottest game in the NFL was 109 degrees Fahrenheit between the Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles. Another noted weather expert was Philadelphia's own Benjamin Franklin, the author of Poor Richard's Almanac, which famously included weather forecasts. 
Notably, Poor Richard's Almanac was translated into Italian by Ian Bonaparte when he established the Cisalpine Republic in 1797. He was later exiled to this small island upon abdicating the French throne in 1814. Alex. Alex. Corsica? It's incorrect. Fuck. Ari. Ari. Is it the island of Elba? Ari, you are correct. It is the island of Elba. Ah, wow. Uh, by the way, shit. by the way, Weiger, nice monologue. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are elaborate premises. I'm almost getting lost in the narrative. No, the premises are actually normal. Um, no, the okay. premise ends up being incredibly simple. Yes. Um, during the 2016 NFL draft, there was a video leaked of offensive tackle Laramie Tunsil smoking marijuana through a repurposed gas mask, causing him to slip several picks first round. Another more popular way to administer marijuana is via a vaporizer. And as we all know, a nickname for vaporizing is blowing clouds. As when vapor is exhaled in large enough quantities, it can resume these, it can resemble these low altitude, fluffy cauliflower like clouds. Nick? Nick? What is cumulonimbus? What is cumulus? That is. Okay, yes. Nick, you are, you've, in the t- amount of time, it's like in Jeopardy, if you, repl- if you correct yourself in time, you get it. Nick, you've correctly gotten it. It is two to two, Nick and Ari, tied here in this weather NFL trivia. My heart almost stopped. I'm, I'm feeling good about my shot. Right. 15 point question here. I think that's my play. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're still very much in this. <laughs> Will, all right, fifth question, or uh, I believe the sixth question actually is, um, will runaway climate change cause society as we know it to collapse during our lifetime? Alex. Alex. Yes. <laughs> the answer the answer is yes. Alex gets the first. Let's go. Alex gets his first point. <laughs> I'm doing the overly demonstrative. Meaningless. Yeah. yeah, I'm doing the Joey Crawford end one, like throwing my hand. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, as we all know, being under the weather is a euphemism for being sick. But in many ways, we are all always under the weather when you think about it. Wow. Putting that putting that interesting thought aside, one of the greatest performances while under the weather came not in football, but in basketball during Michael (laughs) Jordan's flu game against the Utah Jazz, often blamed on eating bad pizza and getting food poisoning. Now, we all know pepperoni is the most popular pizza topping. What is the second most popular pizza topping? According to Pequod's Pizza from Michael Jordan's professional home, Chicago. Clarification. Clarifying yes. question. I'm assuming that cheese is not an option here, right? Cheese is not an option. Yeah. Alex, Alex. I'm deferring to you. I'm, I'm giving you the floor. Alex. I'll take sausage. Sausage is not, according to Pequod's, from Michael Jordan's professional home, Chicago, the second most popular pizza topping. Wow. I really thought that was going to be correct. Um, Me too. Now all I can think about is accompaniments to sausage. And I feel like Mm. that's going to burrow its way out of my brain. So I'm going to say Nick peppers, Nick peppers. They're green. They're peppery. 
they're also incorrect. Ari, yeah, would you yeah. like to? <laughs> Ari, yeah, would you like so to guess? I I'm like 50-50 on whether this would even be a contender, but black olives. That is incorrect. So I will give you all one. I will give you one more clue, but only the first person to get to guess. The first person who buzzes in is going to get to guess it. It's not from the sea, but it could still be an oyster. Ari. Ari. It could still be an oyster. So when mushroom. you buzz, okay, mushroom. yes, that yes, good. that's <laughs> correct. But 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 also. Please don't just answer it and then take the time to think about what the answer would be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she hacked the format. Fair enough. I, I, all, all I know is if in high school, if I was the fastest, then I would win. <laughs> all right. Anyway. That's the good. That's. I mean, I can't dispute that. Um, all right. After all, I got at least a minute and a half to change it to cumulus clouds. So <laughs> that's true. Yes. So Ari has three points. Nick two, Alex one, as we go into the home stretch here, three questions to go. What is the temperature where I am right now? <laughs> you can't look at the internet. Wait, inside or outside? Outside. You can't look at the internet, though. Okay, all right. If, if I catch you looking at the internet, all right. Um, I'm going to say 66 Fahrenheit. I'm interested Ari, to hear. Incorrect. Wow. I'm, okay, see, that's interesting data to me as a resident of the same geographic location. <laughs> now, does it really behoove me to guess second? Uh, or am I just going to filibuster and wait for Alex to venture his guess? <laughs> you seem to have opened this can of worms. So Nick, I'm you have, you, you Nick, you, uh, by talking, you by have now made it to your guess. I am obligated to guess? Yes. That's correct. Yes. The format is didn't say his name. The boards are being laid. As I don't give want. a shit. Go okay. ahead. Guess. Nick. Nick. My guess for this question is going to be. Wait, what's the question? <laughs> what's the temperature right now? What the fuck? Where is I wrong? where I am. <laughs> it is 71 degrees Fahrenheit. That is incorrect. Unreal. Classic Alex. Ollie, Nick. Uh, you know, once again, playing your hand too early. And, uh, you know, it, it makes sense given what we know about you. Uh, the correct answer is 72 degrees. It's definitely lower, you guys. It's lower. And so I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say nobody gets this point. That seems reasonable uh, to me. It's because but it's also, not fucking trivia. Yeah. If, okay. Um, also, actually, Actually, here we go. I'm changing this question now to what is the best temperature? Outside. You have outside and also inside because it's the same, by the way. Alex. Alex. 78 degrees. That's insane. That's the wildest <laughs> shit I've ever heard. I really like It's so high. <laughs> it's a good time. That's wrong. Will. I think your favorite temperature. So are you are you now buzzing in by saying my name? Say I yours. forgot to buzz in. Nick. Okay. 66 go. degrees. That's much closer. Ari. Ari. It's actually I, not closer. It's actually okay. Never mind. Go ahead, Ari. Well, no, no. I was gonna say this, but I feel like it's like one or two degrees off, but I'm just gonna say it's 67. That's all right. You will not get the point. 
as you are wow. obviously, obviously just prices writing, Nick. The answer <laughs> is 72 degrees, which Nick and Alex are equidistant from. So they both get the point. Nice. That's oh, what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. You always want it colder than that, though, what normally. Wow. Wow. No, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, I thought you would be uh, like a warm sleeper who wanted uh, wanted to keep it chilly. I like it. I like it chilly. Moderate. All right, maybe I'm wrong. All right, I'm taking my point. point. I'm taking my point. No, yeah. no, okay, no, you should. Okay, no. Actually, this is a very stupid, arbitrary question. I'm just saying that I like 70, and I like everything way warmer than him. So I'm confused. Okay, never mind. All right, two questions left. I think it's going to probably come down to the 15 point question, but we'll do <laughs> this one anyway. Um. I'm sure the Eagles wish it was always sunny in Philadelphia, but in fact, it often snows during their home games. Therefore, the smash hit show, comedy show, is a misnomer. The show, having run on FX for many seasons, stars Danny DeVito, known for his short stature. Which American city has the highest annual snowfall, dwarfing Danny DeVito's height of 58 inches? The snow here is white. Not orange. Ari. Nick. Ari. Uh, Denver. No. Nick. Okay. Nick. What is Syracuse, New York? Nick. That is correct. Oh, I didn't see that. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> wow. Orange. Syracuse. Yes. That but also, um, my dad went to medical school there, and he oh, said, that "Don't was do a that." Hint. Oh, I didn't realize that was a hint. What? It's true. How would it not be a hint? I wasn't paying attention to anything you said because Danny DeVito seemed really irrelevant. I mean, I thought you maybe but you it, were like, hmm, Broncos, orange in the uniforms, since you love football. Yes, that's that's 100% what I thought, of course. Yeah, okay. so I'll give you that. Yeah. All right, I, I think Nick might actually have five points, but I'm going to just, if he does, I'm going to just very uh, capriciously take away the one that he got for 60 For saying cumulus. Because, yes. Yeah. Um, either way, he's a cheater. It's all going to come down to this final 15-point question, everybody. The recent COP26 climate conference, climate, as we all know, is the weather, took place in Scotland, the home of the former NFL Europa's Scottish Claymores. Many in attendance drank the famed Scottish beverage Urn Brew, including AOC, who became a big fan of it. Now, the name Urn Brew might remind you of the mechanic in the board game Brass Birmingham, where workers who are shipping textiles over rail lines are paid partially in beer. They earn a brew, so to speak. <laughs> now, this is a uh, modern remake of the game Brass Lancashire. Lancashire, of course, being a region in northwest England. Of the cities featured in Brass Lancashire, this port city has the largest current population. Can I just say, I have pretty good cognitive control, and I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I'm just going to go for it. Alex. No, I'll go ahead and I'll, what I should do, I'll, I'll just reread the question. Please stop. <laughs> Alex, uh, I, I just have to say this game is intentionally infuriating and uh, I re I'm really having a bad time. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go with it. Alex, okay. uh, what is Liverpool? Alex. Liverpool 
is correct. You yeah. are the 15 oh point. You already God. know. Absolute victory. <laughs> Look at that <laughs> giant smile. Look at how. What a dark horse. His yeah. fortunes have reversed. He's coming from behind. And now, as we all know, now that Alex has won, we will enter the bonus round, which is twice as long. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. More pie. So remember when you guys asked me, like, what it's like living with the vizier? (laughs) Constantly this, like, intentionally annoying questions and comments. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. Oh man, now on the board for my second win these ridiculous yeah. games. This is yeah. this is huge. I had it snatched out of my hands. Unbelievable. Uh, well, I mean, you just gotta play Brass Lancashire. <laughs> yeah, I should have known. You should have known, man. All right. Well, that's that's this week's game. Congratulations to Alex, the winner. Unbelievable. And um, and that just shows that he's actually the foremost climate expert on this call. Many are saying this. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It, that's yeah. the consensus of ninety-seven percent of scientists. Yeah. yeah, data, you know, doesn't lie. Uh, Secretary so, Mayor Pete, if you want to talk, I'm available. <laughs> I think it's now time for us to discuss our last key piece of business, which is the fantasy game of the week. Indeed, there's one matchup that stands out to me. I don't know if you all agree. Oh, but there's a clash of titans that's taking place. In the league and on this call, oh it's my God. Nick's heritable dysautonomia against Ari's husband, lady squad. Ooh. Who you got in this week's match? Or do you have another candidate for the game of the week that you want? To well, this out? is really a game of the week. Two hot teams. You know the teams are hot because Leaper has little flames underneath them. Hmm. That's, that's right. Three straight wins for either one. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to go with my wife. To win because she is my wife. My wife. My wife. (laughs) Well, I have to say, I think you're right on the money with your wife coming out victorious here. I have DeAndre Swift in another league and he is, he's just been really good like all year. He's just been a really consistently good back. I really like Diggs, big Diggs guy, Dak, Cook. That's a really formidable top four. T, Gibson, and Goddard are a little bit kind of wild cardy but i think all of these players are the, that top four is just really loaded i like nick's depth a little bit more but i'm not sure i trust travis kelsey just yet given the slump that he's been in and i still have questions about zach moss wow the zach moss investment has not exactly panned out for me that whole trade to be honest not great but nonetheless i maintain the faith i thrive off being david <laughs> Any other games of the week? Let's see. Other games worth mentioning. I mean, we should probably talk about the, there's two other pretty interesting matchups. Mike Wealthy, Wealthy Mike, the shameless capitalist, will be going up mm. against Daniel. That's a five and five team. <laughs> again, again, using <laughs> his Bleep. last name. Daniel <laughs> Bleep, right? Yes. Um, and, you know, Daniel Bleep uh, has managed to, much like the Tennessee Titans, try and survive this Derrick Henry injury as much as possible. But Mike Wealthy has won two in a row. Jalen Hurts is playing really well. Nick Chubb is also, you know, chubbing along. He's doing his thing. Chubbing it. This is going to be a close matchup. If I had the elder tube. Yeah. He was felled. That's true. Elder tube. Felled the After game. a long winning streak, the elder tube was felled. Is he the elder tube? Or is... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the elder tube. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. To be younger is also the wheels look like they could be coming off. I don't know. We'll see. But, um... This week. Yeah, you know, 
I, I, this I is a, sort Will. of a, that's okay. Yeah, it sounds right. I mean, Kyle Pitts is going to be one point, so that's great. We should also talk about, of course, perhaps the non-game of the week, the worst game that is currently being played, the least consequential. Uh, we are, of course, talking about the Bleep Boys, Battle of the Bleep Boys. <laughs> my computer died, everybody. <laughs> yeah, my computer died. So okay, he's back. Here I um, am. The vizier returns. <laughs> On ours call. In shadows, the vizier lurking yet again. It's actually good, yeah. everybody. It is actually you, good. <laughs> you've presumed your your proper physical role in space. Uh, you are now sitting behind Ari as a <laughs> member of her council, advising yeah, her. You are it's in the natural point. vizier posture. So I think it's all is now right. There's, in the there's, world. there's no collusion. Definitely no collusion. I don't even know. I can't hear what they're saying, but I know that there's no collusion. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to switch to the speaker on my laptop. Yeah. Well, we're just um, talking about the two boys. Yeah. The other matchup that we were kind of briefly discussing is, of course, the Bleep Boys battle currently going 13 points in favor of Josh Bleep, uh, who has a 97% (laughs) chance to win. Because uh, Michael Bleep has once again not said his lineup, I'm sure. Oh that is correct. Yes, Almost Michael simply. Bleep, of course, has Chase Edmonds, who is on IR in his starting lineup, uh, which is just, that's a real challenge for, for Mike Bleep. Uh, he also <laughs> has Alvin Kamara on his bench, uh, along with Kyler Murray and Tom Brady, and is starting Jimmy Garoppolo. So Mike Interesting Bleep, call. <laughs> Mike Bleep is, of course, in a really interesting place. Uh, one of the, just a quick note, a quick aside, one of the, oh, and, and of course, starting Sonny Michelle, who's on by. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This just really goes to show Mike Bleep's uh, level of engagement with this league. Obviously I've tried to trade with Mike Bleep multiple times. Uh, He has of course rebuffed me by not responding to me until (laughs) a week and a half later uh, with a single text saying something along the lines of, are we doing this? I'm not even clear of what this is. So Mike Bleep, uh, wish you well at two and eight. Good luck, buddy. I mean, uh, we, we should have him on the season. We probably and then should. If we could get him, yeah. we would. And it's then you guys can really ask him, who do you think you are? Uh, Mike Bleep, oh. if you're listening, who do you think you are? Yeah. yeah <laughs> I've, been told, I've been told that we just, we can't release this episode because the trivia segment is going to get us too many listeners. <laughs> And it will actually break Spotify's servers. So they need to physically widen the bandwidth before yes. we release it. Okay. All right. That's what the big wrench is for. This this would be the episode that we can't release. Obviously, you know, the, the globalists once again trying to silence me and prevent me from speaking freely. Uh, and that's this is a great time to turn to our sponsor, uh, University of Austin, a uh, place where you can go to uh, speak freely and uh, discuss all sorts of really interesting topics. Even uh, Baker left the board from the University of Austin because he didn't want to answer the very first question anybody <laughs> would ask him. <laughs> Uh, That's what he meant by no questions. You can ask all sorts of interesting questions at the University of Austin, of course, uh, including, among other things, who is friends with Jeff, how many people on the board of the University of Austin are friends of Jeff, and... uh, well, we'll just kind of leave it at that. Anything else today, fellas? Or, or and of it course, it seems actually can... good to me. Thank our esteemed guest for Three. dropping by and lending us her presence and educating us a little bit about climate and environmental engineering, which is her actual specialty. 
something I know, unlike her husband. <laughs> Ari, thanks so much for coming on the pod. Yeah, thank you so much. Here, and I will say that I'm mad because Will makes fun of me for losing to him in weather tic tac toe. Yes, there was a, <laughs> this is this is kind of the whole thing behind this is that at the Boston Museum of Science there is a weather tic tac toe game you can play. So I have I beat her in it, and I've always then claimed to Ooh. be more the better climate scientist because what is the climate? If but not weather, weather tic-tac-toe. Well, uh, Ari, you know, I really appreciate <laughs> you coming on the show uh, and proving to Will that, in fact, he is not the best climate scientist on this podcast or in his life, that it's actually me. It's you. And it is actually good. It's yeah. actually good. The jury is now out, and it's actually good. That's the only thing we know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Take All care, right, everybody. All right. Until next time. Bye. Peace. <laughs>